Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good evening and welcome to tonight's main podcast with my friends, Smarty and Luke. Smarty, how are you doing? Friends? Friends? That's nice. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Um, all right. Luke, how are you? Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a room of positivity this evening, feels. isn't it? <laughs> okay, I'll tell you feels. what. We'll get, an, we'll get an intro running and we'll get into it. Hi, this is Don Matteo and then you are listening to the Auto Know Better podcast. Let's do this. You look like fucking brawling, you're a leader in bastard. Like some sort of fucking weird floating head. No. Utensil player, a bit, innit? I mean, I feel a bit right, dickhead. Nothing spectacular, really. So we've said before, actually, that we've we've hamstrung ourselves with nothing spectacular, really, and I think recently we can actually put that to bed. Um, because I think the uh, the ending to the Preston game was was pretty spectacular, I would say. Um, so, but the first thing I want to do is um, I just want to get into a bit of this. Auto no better predictions. Like clockwork, this shit. Um, he's already in the comments uh, and he's already um, extolling the virtues of the prediction that he gave us. But John Garside from the fans gave us a 4 0 Leeds prediction. I went 3 1. Smarty went 2 0. Luke went 3 0. Carl went 2 0. Jay went 5 1. And Bren went 3 0, which results in us all getting one point. And the league table is exactly as it was, but with one point extra each. I'll do um, French for you. Really pissed me off. <laughs> Say it again. I'm sorry. To my fichier. Can you say it with a French accent? To my fichier. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's an Italian accent, surely. Charles' Italian accent. Charles' Italian accent's the worst accent I've ever heard. And he says, you're a great set of, set of lads. <laughs> that Italian accent. <laughs> I'm from that's Italy. The one. <laughs> um, so. Um, 
we were at the game, Smarty. You've had uh, an opportunity to um, to already speak about the game. So just a couple of days on now, reflecting on the game and how it went and how it ended uh, and looking back, how do you feel about the overall game? Um, well, th- three points is three points, isn't it? You know, regardless of how it panned out, um, as we said, myself and Carl and, and, and Danny from NALP was, was with us on Sunday. Um, you know, it were an absolute shit show from them. I mean, I don't know what sort of game they were trying to employ or whatever, but I think they just came to try and bully us and just try and um, and and well, I don't know. It was just it was just it was very very scrappy um, and quite frustrating from a, from I think from our point of view. You know, I were, I were getting ready to to leave Ellen Road um, quite frustrated and very angry, but it just so happens that we managed to turn it around right at the death. But um, yeah, one of the best of, one of the best of games. The atmosphere were a little bit flat, um, as we've already, already obviously already said on, on Brett and Cole. But at the end of the day, three points is three points. Um, quite a good few performances. I thought the referee was shit. I'm sure we'll go into a little bit more detail about that um, <laughs> later on. Um, we, we we covered Ryan Lowe, and, and obviously he's he's a jar of tears about obviously the VAR awarding uh, them. Sorry, or uh, uh, not not awarding us the the penalty, etc., etc. So. Yeah, there's been a lot of stuff I've seen on on Twitter, but you know, I think um, even from like Preston's perspective, I've seen fans saying, "Yeah, it's absolutely a penalty," and there's no there's no way it couldn't have been a penalty. So, you know, I think there were obviously a lot of a lot of noise around that, but yeah, nothing really to write home about. It were a decent performance in the end, but you know, it was scrappy, it was messy. I think we did well to keep our to keep our heads and not you know kind kind of go down to their level and start kicking lumps out of them. Because you know, you know damn well if we'd have um, started kicking the shit out of them on field, we'd have been ended up with bloody load of red cards. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it, it, we're just fortunate to keep everyone on the pitch and, and take three points away. So, fair. So there, yeah. yeah, no, that's fair. Um, Luke, does it give an added dimension taking three points when somebody's turned up to just play anti football to just kick the players instead of kicking the ball? Try and negate what it is that we do well and just not play football does it give it that extra something for you and is that one of the reasons that we saw quite a lot of outpouring at the at yeah. full time yeah i mean from what I, I i listened to the first half an hour on the radio uh and from from what i saw i don't i don't think they played anti-football i don't think we could say they were playing kick and chase like a, you know like like um Sean Dyche type style, shall we say? I thought they came at us and they tried playing a little bit of football, but but yeah, in terms of what the, 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 their actual whole ethos of that game was was to was to open spoil and 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 look, they they did it well uh, and they almost came away with 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 a point because of that. I, I, when when we say anti football. My view on that is sort of play along to a big lad and open try and get us on the break. Well, I don't think they did that. The game was quite open, wasn't it? Um, it was. It, what they did do was was spoil and old manners and 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 you know play the keeper going down when we had a bit of momentum the keeper would go down and 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 so so in that in that respect yeah well probably was a bit of anti football but but sort of to respond to the, the, to your question does it show another side to us I think I think that game and Cardiff are two very different yet very similar type of performances I know we beat Cardiff quite comfortably um, but but Cardiff were that. That 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 sort of anti-football shot, if you like, they, you know, they they were interested in, in in getting down our end of the pitch. They were hoping to get a, you know, a um, 
I don't know, a, a free kick on the edge of the box or something in a corner or something and just try and nick something and sit back. Um, unfortunately, that didn't happen, so they had to open up and we ended up taking that game to them. Now, I felt the game was relatively similar uh, against, from what I saw at uh, against Preston, but... But yeah, I think I think that's a game, and I, that and the Cardiff game are probably early on in the season games that we could have quite easily drawn or lost. Um, so so yeah, I think it has shown a little bit of um, flexibility, shall we say, in in, in Daniel Farker and, and what we're doing. Um, and, and yeah, I quite enjoyed it. I, I, it wasn't our best performance, I don't think, of the season, any, anywhere near, in fact. But. Um, but we did enough, and the lads dug deep, and you know, Grev was throwing himself about. There was, you know, Rodon did really, really well defensively up against the majority of the times he had it. He had it up against him. So, yeah, I was quite, quite happy with the performance. I don't think anyone had a poor performance per se. I just thought it was a tough, tough game. I th- and I think Preston came to do exactly that under Ryan Law. Uh, it's what we expected, really, isn't it? I think, I think, um, I think we did. I think Archie had a had a really good game. Um, Negating, um, what's his name? The winger, who had a good Miller. game, Miller. Miller. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, sort of set, we he sort of won the war, didn't he? Whereas Miller won the battle in the first in the first game over there. I thought I thought that was Archie's worst performance actually for us over at Preston, um, away, uh, and then he, then he sort of made up for that against uh, against him at home. So yeah, all in all, mate, when you when you when you when you're not playing all that well and you're still beating a team like that. You can't really be unhappy, and that's that's what the best teams do. It's about yeah. turning that performances when you're not at your best, isn't it? You know, yeah. and it's about time we turn them sort of scrappy performances into three points. Because, like you said, typically we wouldn't have done. We we would have probably drawn or even lost that. It'd have been quite easy for them to, you know, go one nil up, which they did. And luckily for us, we scored relatively soon after. You know, it, they could have set up shop, and that were it. Then, I mean, it, it, whenever we were in possession, they set up with a bank of seven straight away. Straight away, it was like fucking Avengers Assemble. You know, it was like, all of a sudden you had a, a complete bank of seven players across it, just making us, you know, obviously work that a little bit harder and making it hard for us to have those little interchanges of play. But yeah, we ground out, out, ground out a win. So, you know, and it, like you said, it makes it sweeter because they tried to shithouse it and it fucking backfired. So bollocks to them. They did. They did. And that, um, were it, were it McCann? But, so when I was talking about anti-football, you know, you mentioned the keeper going down as though he were injured, but then he's fine two minutes later, but he's broken up our momentum at that point. There were a bit when Archie were running for the uh, the byline uh, with one of their, it might have been McCann in midfield, um, and he gave him a nudge just at the right time so that Archie went over as he went over at byline and he fell into cameraman Ordin. and slid into Ordin's. Yeah. Um, and then actually didn't want to shake his hand and all of that stuff. Now, he'd intentionally just give him that nudge at the wrong time to unbalance him so that then that happened. So, absolutely no, it's Brady. fine. It was Robbie Brady. Robbie Brady. Well, I'm okay Brady. with, with actually not, not wanting to shake his hand. And then referee gets involved in all of that bullshit and it were a bit of handbags. But um, I think um, just from a, a perspective of um, standing up a, a, against that... Uh, with no help at all from the ref, none whatsoever. You know, there were no protection again. I from I said our, piss then. Our place. <laughs> eh? Can I, I thought I said piss. Smash a light, like, piss. Oh, oh, smash <laughs> a light, piss. I went, what? I've got to get my bloody readers on. Cat's bay. Um, but yeah, you know, I I, I think um, I, I put in one at WhatsApp, so I won't leave it ground. I've never been more frustrated at a win. Because of the way that the game has gone, I, I don't. I don't think it was a bad performance. I thought we played pretty well. 
Um, on another day, um, Dan James gets that lob right. Uh, I think Rutter hit the post. You know, there's there's marginal bits that could have gone slightly differently. Um, they had, you know, Luke, you said about getting something and then sitting back. Well, in their eyes, they probably got their goal a bit too early because it, yeah, it gave us no, then that impetus. We went straight back in it and again. And then actually, I think that the conditions were a bit of a leveller because it, really, it, it, it was breezy and it was quite difficult to play football. But I thought we played... Uh, overall, I thought we played well enough to take three points, and I think the comments around uh, a fair result would have been the draw, and it shouldn't have been a penalty, and all of that sort of stuff. He's their gaffer, just trying to make light of the fact that they'd actually been outplayed by a side that was significantly yeah, yeah. better than they were, um, which I don't, I don't begrudge him for. I think that's part of his job, isn't it? Is then getting them ready for next game and and whatever else, and trying to take the shine off what we've done well, and and not. Harm, harm their chances of doing well beyond that. So that, that, that that's all right. I think, um, you know, they, they would have been upper mid-table if they'd have beaten us. So it's not like they're a terrible team. Um, I think they would have been about where Norwich are. Um, and, you know, there's a couple of comments that we've had already about being a bit nervous about tomorrow night. Um, we'll come on to that as we go on. But um, just to touch on the ref, I don't like to touch on the ref too much, especially when, you know, we've had an ex-ref on here and he was very sympathetic towards refs as well and gave us a bit of a different perspective at times. It was abject though, wasn't it? I mean, not just the ref. The, the liner that were in front of us didn't flag for anything until after the ref had given it, for example. And, and um, you know, there were just complete um, inept, an inept performance from the officiators, uh, officials. And, and I just thought, um, it, we... I don't want VAR. I just want them to be capable of doing a job. I think you watched the second half on TV, Luke. Did did it come across that bad watching that on telly? Um, yeah. So I caught the last fifteen of the first half, of the second, and 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 the uh, all of the second half on, on telly. But it was it was frustrating more than anything. There was a few decisions I thought he, he did quite well with when he, you know, obviously the big shout at the end. Take some balls to put your hand up and actually say that's an that's an ball in the ninety second minute and, and give a penalty, um, but it was a penalty. But it does as a referee does take does take some balls to see that and he's not sorry to give that. But he's not only got to give it; he's got to have seen it. So he's got to be you know in the right positioning and everything. Um, there was a couple of things I didn't really get. There was the the Paddy Bamford yellow card. Um, yeah. There was. Um, there was a few bits and pieces that I thought but was look, that during the this, handbags moment in centre of field. Yeah, was... it was, but but it, it come off their player actually absolutely going through. Um, was it Ampadu? Gruwev, it was Gruwev, right? wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and he'd gone through and he'd absolutely battered him and he'd gone out to hurt him. Do you know what I mean? It could have put on another day been a potential red, potentially red card. And if VAR was there, now I don't like VAR. I don't want VAR at games. It's much better be able to celebrate a goal and just look at a linesman rather than have to wait five minutes for a VAR check to go up. And I'm not saying by any stretch that I want VAR in there, but I think VAR would have benefited in this us in this league. And you can see why. You can see why there's almost an unconscious bias to the better sides in the Premier League with VAR because you know they, they, they play better football and 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 almost lose out on some decisions because they have got better footballers. So, um, but yeah, fuck them anyway. I don't like any of them up at the top <laughs> of the Premier League. But um, but yeah, I think I think VAR would have benefited as much more this season than it would have done last, for instance. But um, yeah, I, it it was an average ref performance. I don't think it was. I've seen worse. But I've, I've certainly seen better, and at this level, 
um, you're never going. They're never going to get it all right, and you know, minus VAR as well. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't think I don't think it was the worst refereeing performance I've ever seen. Um, Fair so. enough. I I think yeah, there were one that that I hadn't seen, but you do expect liners to be hot on this. Is their keeper blatantly handled the ball outside oh, the area? Yeah. Like yeah. See, I'd not. I'd not seen that until after the podcast on, on Sunday. Someone yeah. pointed it out to me and he were a good couple of foot over the line, one he there. was. Now, I, where I was, I were in cop. So I'm behind the goal. I'm in line with what's going on. It's really difficult to get that depth. But that's why the liners are on the side. They yeah. should be picking that up. There's, uh, for me, there's no excuse for them not seeing that. that it, it was so far out as well that they've got to pick up on that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I thought it were abject. I actually thought it was the worst referee performance of the season that I've seen. And... Yeah that takes some doing. Um, but it, it was just so frustrating. And that's why I would say, actually, this is the most frustrated I've ever been at a, at a win. Because usually all of that frustration goes, especially in the throes of the, the celebrations, um, which were amazing. I was at the front of the cop on the NEL side, so all of that went off right in front of me. <laughs> it was brilliant. You're not the one who had his phone out, are you? I am not. <laughs> I am not one of the ones that had the phone out. Uh, no, no chance. Um, See how but John to be fair, it, they got lost anyway. TikTok, <laughs> he did, yeah, it did, didn't it? He did. <laughs> I've been TikTok famous Daniels. for a couple of days. Yeah, he oh, messaged me yeah. earlier, and I've uh, I've edited the video for him, so it's just that little bit of him and Dan James just having a little bit of a cuddle. <laughs> you put oh, Titanic music on, Celine I have not. Like I, I hate that shit. <laughs> no, I hate that oh, music. No, but, um, no. That that shit deserves to get fucking bin straight off. That that Titanic shite. Get fucked. Save if you're gonna do any of it, you string for your admin. Um the only other the only decision I didn't mention uh, earlier, sorry, I've seen a few people mention it in the chat is is the junior furpo yellow card when he give it it already made the challenge, didn't didn't get didn't blow for, a, blow up for a foul. Didn't blow up yeah. for a foul and then the, oh, yeah. the pressure player stayed down and decided oh, actually it's uh, it's the yellow card is that. Uh, yeah, so yeah, he, the, he was shy. Yellow card. He for was yellow shy, card, but the level of the, I think the standard of refereeing at this level is shy anyway. I don't. I think we can probably count on on one hand over the is it the twenty six games we've had this season, something like that. Yeah, twenty seven. Uh, twenty eight like now, isn't it? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, twenty eight games we've had this season. I probably could count on one hand half decent refereeing performances, which is bad, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? At this level. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. So yeah, it's it's one of them. It's same old, same old, though, isn't it, mate? I mean, you've got the dickheads in Premier League that rely too heavily on VAR, and you've got that arseholes in this league who dare fucking raise a flag. And in fact, there were a couple of instances on on Sunday where the fla- where the liner were looking at the referee, thinking, I don't know, they yeah. were both looking at each other. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to, you know decision to make. And it were like, you are paid to do this fucking job. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like Rodon when he got pushed in back and they gave a frigging corner for it. I was like, yeah. I was looking at him. I was like, obviously he can't hear me, but I wish he bloody could. <laughs> I was telling him to were exactly the same situation. Multiply. Yeah, exactly. When I we were like, attacking what, the cop end, um, there were there were one where one of their players had nodded the ball out for a corner, completely unchallenged. No, no Leeds player anywhere near him, and the liner didn't give anything. And the ref's looking at the liner. The liner still gives nothing, so the ref gives a goal kick. Because what else is he going to do if the liner's mm. not giving him a, the decision? But that's what that is what he's there for. Um, no, yeah. it, and that that I think that with with the culmination of Rutter getting booked, and um, you know, not the keeper because I'd not seen that incident, but but the oh, do you the mean Ruerty, the uh, where, where Rutter died? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you have put something in the brand from the last one, have you? Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, but yeah, I think you're you're like you're looking. Yeah. For 
No, 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 no. Get rid of it. Oh, there it is. There you go. Then. I'm just yeah, faster than you. That's, 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 yeah. that's where he dived. Yeah. That, that's the dive. Obviously, there's no contact there other than yeah, that yeah. foot that's right flush on top of his ankle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By a shit Luke Ailing looking wannabe bastard. Yes. Um, and there of were a few were of them. There were some there were very, very bad man buns, weren't there? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and potentially the worst keeper that I've seen come to Ellen Road. He was absolutely terrible. Um, but on the other side, and you just mentioned his name, Furpo. Now, what's that? Four assists in three games? What a player. Uh, Furpo. Honestly, best <laughs> left back we've ever had at clubbing. What a lecker. <laughs> I told you this all along. I said right. it at the start of the season. Right, you did. You did. And nobody, nobody was having it. I said, get him fit and get him in a team that is on the attacking foot for 80% of a game and he will flourish. He'll, he will look Absolutely. good in this, in this lineup. And, and he still can't tackle. Ridiculed. ridiculed me. But he's, he's I think on the pod, though, didn't we all agree? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think so. He, um, on Twitter, was... you got some shit for it, but I think on oh, here, we all agree. Right. Some right yeah. But it was, um, but it were on being on the front foot that we needed to have, and yeah. rather than yeah, him yeah. having to do with the other defending. Yeah. And and, and all, you say that you say that is defensively he was good against Preston. What I saw. He, he, he made some yeah, my only point is that they didn't really offer much. It didn't really get a right lot. Everything went down the side. Yeah, we we neutralized them quite well, well though, I think. In, yeah, we did. When they yeah, tried yeah, to attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just think you know, based basing you know, Verpo on his defending stats aren't going to be nowhere near as well as he is going forward, which we knew. You know, Barcelona signed him for a reason. He won because he just looked nice. You know, because he, they control nine percent of games. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I should have said the Brokelona, but yeah, they, they signed him because he was a decent player. You know, we lifted him off him. Um, and and you know yeah he's always shown potential he's always shown little glimpses on it but he's just never had any consistency and down in this level at this you know in the championship he should be by rights pissing all over everyone in this league just like a few of them or have or should be doing you know Dan James for one Somerville they're, you know they're all a class above aren't they really yeah so. and you can see that but the players that we're we're, we're trying to outdo are the ones at Leicester. The ones at Southampton, yeah. you know, it's not the yeah, ones yeah. at Cardiff and Millwall, is it? You know, so you know, no, at no. this level, they should be bossing sides like well, that. I think the, the, the frustration is when you come up against a, a Chef Wednesday or a Birmingham and you don't take three points because they're abject sides, and we ought to be. And that, you know, that that's what could result in it coming round and biting us is, is the results against those sides. Mm. Having said that, um, I think if you look at the table, I think it was without the first three. Uh, games for any sides in the league, we'd be second. Um, so, you know, we, we we knew that we were off to a poor start and we knew that that might hamper us, but equally we couldn't change that because of everything, the madness that we're going on at the start of the season. Yeah. While we mentioned that then, um, our squad, as it looks at the moment, um, is weaker than it was. And the reason I say that is we already had some of the players that have come back from injury. So, all right, the first team has changed um, uh, how it looks and feels because we've got Thurpo, we've got uh, Byram that are available, uh, or in Byram's case, still coming back in. But the side looks a bit different. You know, we don't have Cooper and Strike at the moment. Um, Thurpo's come back. Byram's coming back. Uh, Gruev's playing in midfield. We've got Kamara in there as well. If we look at the... Um, the moves and changes in the transfer window, it's it's been outgoings. Luke, I'll come to you first. Is that something that worries you? Um, not particularly, no. Um, I think the I think the 49ers have shown how, how astute they can be in the market. 
um, with with the players we brought in in the summer and, and the play in comparison or in ratio to the players that we've lost. Um, so so no, uh, it doesn't doesn't concern me all that much. I think we've probably got a a few plugs to be pulled as and when we need to. Um, we've probably got top level targets, maybe two or three of those, and then it depends whether if we get our top targets as to whether we go to a second. I don't want to be signing players for players' sake either um it's going to be very very difficult to keep people happy we've got we've got a steady start in 11 now i think almost um and if we're going to be signing anybody we'd probably want to bring them in to improve that starting 11 this stage of a season that's going to be very difficult to do um yeah. when people have been working under farca for so long and, and uh, there's a number of reasons why that would be difficult fitness and whatever else um now Players who are going to be coming in alone, which I understand is probably the market where we're probably tinkering tinkering within the majority. Um, they're going to be one of these players and their clubs are going to be want, wanting to be guaranteed playing time, uh, and that's something we haven't got the, the the novelty. We haven't we haven't got that. Your whole cities and 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 West Broms and other teams like that and have got that. They've got that. They can they can say to Fabio Carvalho say. Right, you come in, you'll be playing 99% of our games if you're fit. You know, they could do that. How yeah. could we? There's no, as far as I understand, there's no um, option to buy him. So they're effectively training up and giving experience to a player that's not going to be here in the summer, regardless. Um, so, so no, it doesn't doesn't concern me. Do I think we could strengthen in areas? Absolutely. And I think there's, the, you know, we've seen that in, in, in games this season. We know that Furpo's probably not going to last the season. We know Bamford probably won't last the rest of the season. Uh, Byram. And we've got a few, we have got a few injury-prone players in there. So, yeah, absolutely think we could. Um, but it's about going going about it in the right manner for me. Um, so, yeah, not worried at this stage. Um, unless we get a couple of injuries tomorrow night, then I think we might pull a plug on one or two. Do you know what I mean? It's we're almost I think I think I think we're in a good position as a as a club currently to be able to actually not be dictated to and actually just be, be bringing players in for the sake of it. Your Western McKenzie, who we all thought was going to be great, you know, your Max Verber <laughs> and, 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 and and things like that. So, um, so yeah, I don't want to panic buy or panic loan or anything like that. It's just somebody just to sit on the bench and not improve us. I want to bring players in that are actually going to help us push towards that those automatics. Fair. Who are fair, very difficult to fair. find and achieve, and achieve yeah. at this stage of the season. Yeah, everybody wants them. You know, anybody that's available that is good enough at that level is fully in demand anyway out there. And if you look at how abject the um, bottom sides of the Premier League are, anybody that's capable of playing in the Premier League is who we're targeting. But if they're capable at that level and would go to the Championship, those sides are going to be in for them as well. And they've got Premier League money this season. So, I, I, you know, I, it is difficult. Um, if we get to the end of the window, Smarty, would you worry then? I'd be looking at um, sorry, without first, signing anybody is what I mean. Yeah, sorry. yeah. So, so initially, like you know, like Luke's already said, you know, I'm not, I'm not panicking at, at the minute. But like, for for me, your best kind of players are always, you know, late on in the window anyway. You might have potential clubs out there looking to put their their decent players in and around other clubs, not necessarily just in the Championship, but around Europe as well. You know, they'll be keeping all of them to see what options are on the table towards the end of the transfer window. So you do pick up some absolute, you know, little gems towards there. Um, well, yeah, I'm not worried as, as as yet. You know, we've all seen, you know, from summer um, that the 49ers like to go around the business. I mean, I've seen someone say, I'm sick of seeing this 49ers like to go about the business quietly. There's evidence to support it. 
our transfer window in summer. They do exactly the same in the NFL, you know, across the pond in, in America. You know, the evidence is there. They're not they're not the type of people to start shitting themselves and signing fucking players willy-nilly. Would they prefer then, Smarty, that. that we had a, an Andrea Andrizani saying we'd sign somebody who, who we hadn't signed and actually tried Adam signing Farshaw. somebody else? <laughs> Adam Forshaw. Adam Forshaw. Bamba Dieng. Yeah, that didn't even yeah. sign for us yeah, at exactly. all after it had been oh, We'll go in and again, you know, in the next transfer, it's like, fuck off. You know, we don't we don't have a dickhead like that running the show anymore. We've got some actual proper professionals that are running this ship, you know, and, and, and they're keeping their lips tight. And that, that's what you want to see. You know, it's pointless, you know, talking about fucking rumours and, oh, we might get this guy or we might get this guy. At the end of the day, like Luke's already said, we want people to come in and improve the squad. It's going to be hard because, like I said, the, the players that are here are already established. So it's going to be hard for them to get game time. So your best sort of players that are going to be in and amongst, you know, them sort of uh, potential transfer moves uh, are going to be right at the end of the window anyway. You know, there's a, there's a chance you might get some game time at Leeds. Do you want to go? Yeah, fuck it. Go on then. I'll go. You know, those are the sort of players you want. You want you don't want the people that are absolutely desperate to get out of the clubs. Like, you know, people yeah. have already been picked up by Southampton and Lister and so I'm not saying that they'll be shit, but what I'm saying is I'd rather hang on till till the actual death and see if we can pick up a couple of gems. The ones but that we actually the, want. The ones that we actually want and think they'll they'll be obviously beneficial to our team. So as as like, you know, like Luke, I'm I'm not worried just yet. Fairs. Um Carl, uh Italian Irish Carl is in the house. Uh, Pod Dodger says, right back then we can start to move Gray into midfield. Now, here's a thing. Mm. Given the rise of Grev, because he's played well for the last couple of games, so we'll give him his dues. Um, it's really difficult, actually, to fit all of the midfielders we'd like to play into midfield. So even if we sign a right back, do we think that they would play from the start or do you think they would have to play their way into the side and, and wait for their opportunities, whoever comes in? given how difficult it is to actually get midfielders into our team when Ampadu would be my first choice in there. All right, he's playing at centre-back at the moment because of absenteeism. But at the same point, those players are going to come back at some point. Yeah. Looking at our midfield, where you've got Kamara's had good games, Grave's playing well at the moment, Ampadu's one of the players of the season for me, if not the player of the season so far in midfield, and Archer Gray's a, a little star. Um, can you even fit him in midfield right now? Or, think- or do you just play him at right back? I think the only way you can look at it is, is 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 quite simply, does Archie Gray make our midfield that much better that we think we could bring in a right back that's so much better than Archie Gray? And end up with a, a midfielder that's been playing well on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, if you look I, at, I, it, I don't think you look at it sensibly. No, no, it's not. And, and, and look, Archie Gray, he, he hasn't really put a foot wrong. He's not a right back by trade. He is a central midfielder. He's played right back for, for England at youth level. But he's playing against people that have been playing in this league for 10, 15 years, some of them. And he's not mm. he's not looked out of place. He, look, he's come up against some good players in Jack Clark and and the first game against Preston. And I keep forgetting the lad's name who who, who scored the winner. Um yeah. uh, but but Miller, yeah. that's it, yeah. Um but but he hasn't looked out of place. He's looked solid and, and he's looked like he belongs there. So if we if even if we could tempt a, a, you know a, a quality right back into the into the into the squad this this window they would not automatically start over Archie Gray because that would mean Archie Gray would would likely get have to be dropped or rested because Archie Gray doesn't naturally just walk straight into the midfield over Gruev and Padoue and Cameron, I don't think. So it's very, very difficult. And and Fak's got a real job on his hands to try and keep, first of all, everybody happy with game yeah. time and playing time, especially when, what sort of message would that send if we brought in, 
I don't know. Let's use Nico Williams as an example, um, who's great going forward, and uh, he, he's very much uh, a good, good right back. Um, but what's message sort of message would that send if we brought him in and dropped Archie Gray based on yeah. playing well? You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's I, it's tough. It's a very tough position to be in, and and whilst things are going well at the moment, it, it's easy to say that it's a tough decision to make. Now we might go and get beat tomorrow night, and then get beat at Plymouth in the Cup of the weekend, and. We, couple of players might have poor performances and everyone will be saying, Tony, we should have fucking signed the right back. Tony, we should have got somebody else in at left back. Do you know what I mean? It's hindsight and it's so easy to say after a poor performance that we need a particular position. Um, but as things are, that's I think that's why I'm so so calm about it. I don't I, I, Because the performances have been relatively good and we've picked up sort of almost maximum points recently, um, it's... it's yeah, it's it's tough, isn't it? It's 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 tough. It's a tough question. That's one it of the is. reasons why Bielsa wanted a smaller squad as well, and it because he didn't believe in you know rotating that many players around and keeping people happy. You know that's why we had a small yeah. squad. I can't say the same with Farker. I know that he's openly said that he wants to have additions in certain areas, but you know how many how many do you take on? You know, we've got. Well, depending on how much you can depend on Sam Byram, he can fill in both positions. Um, Furpo, for now, he might he might get injured tomorrow. Hopefully, Touchwood. Oh, no, that it won't do. Um, but you know, you've got Shackleton as well. You know, waiting in the wings. So I think perhaps one addition, maybe that you know can play both positions and and fill in as and when required. But even if you do bring a new player in, it's going to take him a couple of weeks to get you know yeah. into the swing of things anyway. You know, so by then. Verpo probably might be might be injured or <laughs> might be injured again, so he probably goes straight into team anyway. But yeah, Nico Williams uh, is a good shout though because he's Welsh, so we're going to yeah. be linked with him. So there's yeah. an absolute possibility he could well come well, in if Connor he's Roberts Roberts as well. We've been linked with, haven't we? I'd yeah, take Nico Williams all day long, absolutely all day long. But at the end of the day, if 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 you've got a talented uh, squad and they're going to be vying for positions, they're going to be jostling for positions. Then at the end of the day, the best player wins, don't they? That that's you've got to. It's got to be a little bit cutthroat at the end of the day. If you bring in someone who is better than Archie, than you know, than Archie Gray, then sorry, mate. Yeah, who, but who, then Archie who? Gray goes up against. Well, well, I'm, I'm not. Field, I'm not a scout, mate. I don't know. So fucking Joe Boggs, <laughs> who's fucking playing. I don't, I'm not. I'm not one of them sort of people who can start picking fucking players that have. You know what? You know what? I'd rather a left back than a right back. I think, yeah. I think right back Archie yeah, yeah. Gray starts at right back. I, I think Byron can play there. Shaq can play there. Uh, Furpo is the only left, recognised left back that we've got with Byram, um, obviously being able to play there. But we look so much better with a left footed left back anyway. So I would like a, yeah. a proper left footed left back who can defend and potentially play in the games where we might be under a bit more pressure, where Furpo's likely going to struggle defensively. That would be my ideal choice. And then a number 10 who can uh, just old man and, and, and just move teams about naturally without moving. Um, literally just find pockets of space and those those killer passes and can nutmeg a mermaid, shall we say. <laughs> a Pablo. We're looking yeah. for a Pablo. Yeah, yeah, Pablo pretty much, yeah. Uh, yeah. So somebody, somebody a bit older, a bit more experienced, you know, who can dictate the tempo a bit as well. Um, because yeah. I think, well, think, well, I think Rutter's doing well in there. I just, um, I just worry that it's it's all very alien to him. He's never played there before. We're expecting him to be able to play as a number ten in a, a you know in, in a promotion side. That that and it's an, it's it's a new job to him. So um, there will be games where he goes quiet and missing, shall we say? But um, but again, that's all down to experience. And and if we had somebody more a bit more experienced, that's when we if he was struggling, bring Rutter off and bring bring this old head on for less ten, fifteen, even thirty minutes. Do you know what I mean? Just to just to see if we can unlock something and do do something a little bit new and a bit different. 
Yeah, and yeah, one of the things that I said early on in the season when we were talking about potential signings is I wanted a Strachan type, which kind of is a Pablo type. It is that older head, but it's the ultimate professional. You know, uh, when you look at the impact that Strachan had, it was said that, you know, the diet that he had, the way that he trained, the way he looked after himself outside of training and football and everything else improved everybody around him. Bielsa said that Pablo improved Bielsa. Um, you know, you can't really get a higher accolade than that. So I think this isn't a bad you know, shout. Somebody bring, like bring that. that if only you want made a biscuit. Yeah, yeah. But even if you're only um, expecting him to play half an hour a game, you know, 20, yeah. 25 minutes a game. Half so that's Adam Lalama for those that are listening to the pod. Adam Lalama. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Adam Lalama. Can you make a noise like a llama? What noise does a llama make? Could not tell you, mate. No, Don't I know. Think it's like <laughs> bit like it's like a camel cross with a sheep. Okay, <laughs> thanks for that. This is that's not I'd where say that I'm more of a cow cross with a sheep, if I'm honest. But whatever. <laughs> what do camels sound like? <laughs> <laughs> Can we get off this? I, I, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we've got here, but let's. There was some. Uh, there was some border collies in someone's front room. <laughs> I like that, Danny. I like that shout. Oh, it's not Danny, it's yeah. um, Kev, isn't it? Kev, yeah. Kev and uh, James. Buendia. Um, so, somebody that had the impact that Buendia yes. had at Norwich. But he was yeah. a bit different. He was a bit younger, but somebody just with a little was, bit of an old somebody man. That had that- Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Pat. Yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. yeah. Somebody who could come in and just, just do, so, do something a little bit different. You know, just actually pick up the ball and where have the do vision. You pick, to... Where do you fit that player in to the squad, though? They're on the, they come off the bench. They're a bench player. Well, they're they're back. Well, up. yeah, but you know damn well it's only going to be seventy minutes plus. So how much impact are they going to have yeah. the game at that point? Also true. Well, that's what we, that's, we know. That's we know what, what Park is like with his subs. Yeah. Well, Pablo could change a game in, in twenty minutes. True. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I just want to say there that we are absolutely not advocating Jesse Lingard at this point, um, who has offered himself to Barcelona. <laughs> Um, I thought Ajax? someone, I thought someone would have put something in the comments and I would have No, no, Henderson's gone to Ajax, yeah. Lingard has offered himself to Barcelona. I've offered myself to, um, to Rita Aura. But... <laughs> yes. We'll see what she says. Um, just while we mention yeah. uh, other, other players going elsewhere, obviously Calvin has moved on to West Ham. Uh, do we give a shit? Do we care? I think it's a great move for him, and I look. I know, I know, I know, I know. There's certain people think it's he's a bit of a mercenary and whatever else, and uh, everyone's entitled to their opinion. And I, I stand by that. He he still loves Leeds. He was at the game the other week, and he look. 
I, for him and for England, I'm glad. I'm glad he's got a move because he does deserve playing time. He's a good player and he's been wasted at City. I think City still signed him just to, to avoid Man United scum and fucking Liverpool and fucking everybody else from signing him. Do you know what I mean? I think that's the reason he they signed him. Um, simply just to, just to keep others from signing because now Dems is West Ham probably aren't going to be in the mix come the end of the season. Um, so if they they've got they've got an option to buy him, it's that suits City because West Ham aren't going to be pushing for league titles probably in the next few years. Um, and it suits them because he's getting some good playing time. I think it's going to be good for England as well moving forward. Yeah, I I, I absolutely think he's a mercenary. I think it was a really really stupid move for him to make. I think they were only there in Real that he could go to and not be pretty much guaranteed playing time, and he went to one of them. And he's collected his medals, but he's watched other people win them. Would you he's rather went to school? Massive money. Oh, well, no, absolutely oh. not. Of course not. But um, he could have gone pretty much anywhere in the world. I think the only sides that he want guaranteed playing time were Man City and, and Real Madrid, because Real yeah. Madrid had two quality players in that position. Uh, and he's absolutely never getting in front of Rodri, because he's a monster. No. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I suppose it's all right if he goes and he plays and he goes you know, and he does well for England because I want England to do well. So you know, it's it, it's all well and good and it's all swings and roundabouts as they I'm say. Surprised, I'm surprised West Ham didn't go for him earlier when they let Rice go to Arsenal. To be honest with you, because he was he's almost yeah. the ideal replacement. Was it there weren't that much heat around Phillips then though? Were there? No, nah, there wasn't. It's, it's, it's only you know it's not recent, but you know it's been this season where Pep's you know publicly apologised and said I can't do anything with him basically, and, uh, and and it's been made obviously apparent that he's going to be moving on in January on loan or you know whatever, you know. But you know to have, to have that kind of player just sat on a bench collecting medals, yes, fantastic, but just sat there on a bench wasting away. You know he's a, he's a quality player, isn't he? You know he's one of our best players, and when it, when he were at Leeds, I absolutely adored him. But um, in his you know, in he, his mind, Smiley, do you not think he thought he was good enough? And do you not do you yeah. not do you not respect that a ambition? A player's always going to back himself. But Patrick exactly. Bamford fucking backs himself to the absolute hilt. So chuffing Calvin Phillips is going to do, isn't it? Mm. Absolutely. And he's twenty eight now. He absolutely absolutely needs. He needs game time. He needs game time. Yeah. The Euros this year. You know he, he needs to move on. And and you know I think he will do well at West Ham. Um, right. You know, I hope I hope he manages to get to, you know to kind of resurrect his career, and, and I, I would love to see him playing football again because it's a shame, it's an absolute shame that we don't see him playing football. I don't care that he's gone anywhere else. You know, we all said that he would go in there to sit on the frigging bench and, and just waste away. I don't think he would have left um, Leeds to Not go everybody to did. West Ham initially. I had some absolute pelters when I was saying he's never ever going to play. I had some absolute pelters early on. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. he's definitely oh, yeah. he's England's best yeah, yeah. midfielder. He's definitely gonna play. He's replacing Fernandinho, yeah. and he, there's there's game time there for him and all of that. And it just wouldn't. It would I, never I the right wrong all, all of us on here said that you know he were going to just basically sit on a bench, didn't we? I think you know collectively. Yeah, I think so. It's, it, it's more on the the cesspit that is Twitter that. I'm yeah, but, yeah, but there's some absolute fucking morons on there. <laughs> there's some absolute morons. Lots of them. <laughs> you know. Hi. So no, that's that's fair, um, Luke. I think you just had a question just before we move on. Yeah, to the next... just really quickly before we move on to the last bit, next bit. Uh, based, I, I, we were talking before about um, who had a good, you know, who'd been playing well. And everything. Just really curious to to hear from everybody in the comments, really, and you two. Who who, if the season ended now, who would be your player of the season thus far? Oh, sure. 
I am torn between a few, obviously, because we've had some really, really good performances. If you think of Jimmy uh, and his output has, has re- really been up there, Dan James and his output's been right up there as well. Um, I'm not going a flair, flair player. Um, I, I love Rodon. He plays exactly as I wanted to play as a centre-back when I were playing football. But for me, at this point in time, especially now that he's changed um, his position because the side needs it, and he's dropped a bit deeper, which is a natural position for him because he's played there before. Uh, but for me, the impact that he's had in midfield and at centre-back, for me, it's hampered him at the moment. Why are you smiling? Um, I'm, I'm going to go put our three option, options in a poll uh, in a minute, and then I'm going to put okay. other, and we'll just see, we'll just see what, what people think. I think your, your top answers will probably be your Dan James, your Rodons, your Ampadus. Um, but for me, the player of the season so far, personally, is Archie Gray. You know, I think he's done absolutely exceptionally well. He's he's made some cracking performances. He's literally taken his position in the team by the scruff of the neck. He's playing in a position where he shouldn't really be playing. It's not his natural position and he's in his excelling and he's seventeen years old. I expected Dan James, I expected Somerville, I expected that the, them sort of players, your Rodons and your, your, even your Ampadus who have played at the Premier League, I expect them to play well in the Championship, taking a 17-year-old kid out of the academy and sticking him in first team and watching him excel every week is massively yeah. underrated. So for me, it's, it's, it's Archie Gray for me. Fair. I mean, I think we've, I think you're probably taking into account his age and everything there. In terms of actually yeah. our best players this season, I'm... I, it's between Dan James and and Somerville for me, and I think yeah, first and Rutter, Dan Dan James is worth a shout as well. Dan James because of his attitude and being literally sacked off by the club and mm. told to go on loan last season and coming back just with the right attitude. I've I've always been a big yeah. fan of Dan James. Yeah, and yeah his so. end products got his end products improved. Um, and and yeah, so he would be mine. But I think Somerville probably just because of the, the way he can he can he can change a game. So I'm going to put those <clears> three on Somerville. Somerville's best player in the league. Yeah, Somerville, Ampadu and Gregor. I would, I would then, say that. I, I, there's no way I'd argue yeah. against that. You know, there's, there's yeah. one or two that you could, the, the other fan bases would argue. But I think Jimmy's the best player in this league this season. Yeah. Comfortably. Cool. So the poll's up now if anybody wants to vote. That's, that's, that's all I wanted to do. Sorry, cheers. Cool. Yeah, no worries. Um, so uh, we've now got one of these. Hey, oh, has got a shit tip this week, my little spatterfact. I'm so glad we did that. Then he is in it. He's ace. Um, I w- do you know what? I really wish we could get him on pod, but you know, you know, never mind. So, Smarty, uh, I'm going to come to you. Uh, shit take of the week. Have we got one? Um, the, the only one that I've seen, which I don't have a screenshot, I can only apologize for because uh, we're ace is um, uh, someone called Saints Statistics. <clears throat> and I saw it on Twitter this afternoon. And he's basically gone on to say that, you know, the championship promotion race, as it stands, you know, Leicester, Ipswich and Southampton, they've got the forms and this, that and the other. He went on to say that um, Saints have momentum, but can Ipswich Town hold their lead? I'm not sure if it's the first or do... I'm not sure if first is doable as LS, well, Leicester are eight points ahead, but with Leeds United out of the picture, he says, <laughs> anything could happen. So I, I, I went on to obviously to, to engage with this fellow, and I said, Leeds are out of the picture. Saints still have to play Leicester, Ipswich, Leeds and West Brom away. It's a bold statement with us only being four points behind, but that was fucking bookmarked. 
I don't know whether this guy did it for clickbait or whatever. I, I don't think he was because he was replying to everyone with quite serious um, replies and stuff like that. So I know obviously you guys have seen it. I know, Gilly, you've got your take on it or whatever, but that's <laughs> got to be an absolute fucking belter for me this week. Um, for me, the first, even first place isn't even tied up yet. With, with Saints form as it is, you know, they're, they're well within their, their rights to challenge for that first place. It only takes Leicester to wick up a little bit. And, you know, I mean, Southampton, it's, it's just so wide open. Nothing's sewn up at this stage in the league, especially with how this fucking league's going this year. It's a complete freak year. Anything can chuff it happen. You know, there's a good chance even bloody Leeds and, Leicester, Leeds and Saints could finish in top two and Leicester could have a dip in form. They haven't had a dip in form yet, Leicester. Well, they have. They're in it. They, they, they well, well, well they've had they've had a little bit of a stutter, but I don't mean like an absolute fall off a cliff sort of dipping form that you know yeah. the Leeds would potentially normally have or something like that. You know, on the twenty second, so, the twenty third of December, Ipswich were twelve points clear of third. They're now four points clear of third and only five points clear of us. So it just goes yeah. to show, doesn't it? You know, I think they've won one in eight in the league. Ipswich won one, one, in, eight. one in seven, but they've only lost one in seven as well. Because there's a load of draws in there, um, yeah. but they were turning those draws into wins early in the season, and it looks like that's kind of eroded. Uh, Leicester, yeah, one point from the last six, uh, last, the last six points, not the last six games. Um, drawn one, lost one. So you know, they, they, both of them are stuttering. Um, I don't think it's a um, an excess to say. Um, Southampton's draw. Uh, sorry, Southampton's form is good. There's one draw in that last five. The others are all wins. So Southampton's yeah. form is good. Um, but our home form, you know, still unbeaten. And the only side in the Football League to still be unbeaten uh -huh. at home at this point in the season. Um, so, you know, it, it's it's, um, it, 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 it's it's a nice position to be in, really. I, I, I think um, I, I do have a different opinion on that one. I think that we're absolutely fishing for, for interactions. Um, and Leeds' fan base is notorious for biting. <laughs> absolutely. There were some absolute chompers in them, in them comments. Time. Like, absolutely. His net were full of wrigglers, definitely. But, um, I've got the a one bit myself included. Oh, go on then. You go first then. It's just Ryan Lowe's after the match interview with, the, uh, with regards to the penalty. <laughs> said that the ball slipped up off his body and it hit him on the arm. And if VAR was there, then it wouldn't have been a penalty. What a dickhead. Now you saw the, the game on TV, it. so you'd have had benefit of of replays. I've seen a still several times, uh, but obviously I was at the game, so I didn't get to see a replay. It didn't look to me like it is body. It just it Not just his body. Yeah, yeah, it's literally just spun up and he's his arms outstretched, pretty much like that. Yeah. So I think he was anticipating for him like to this, hit his body. With ref, he's, afterwards yeah. he's like oh, this yeah. with yeah. his arms down, going ref. My arms are down here. The one, they're out here. It were like Sterling yeah, running. They're both out. Yeah. You look like bloody Zebedee off uh, Magic Roundabout. <laughs> you look like you were doing either a little fucking teapot or something with, that, with right arm stuck out like that. I think he, he generally anticipated the ball to hit him in chest. Is that your spout then? Your right arm is it? If you're doing that dance smart, is it usually? I don't know. How do you do it? I don't know. You're doing an Egyptian yeah, walk or something. We need to make a still <laughs> of him as well. Fuck's sake. Tell you what. Oy, you don't get this any, on any other podcast, do you? <laughs> hey, fucking like ace. Look at that. Did you see that cobra then when he put his guns up? <laughs> Is that a pregnant snake you've got there, Gilly? <laughs> <laughs> Take um, it to the gun show, please. 
Uh, I've got one as well, and um, I, I, I can't get my head around anybody denigrating the performances of these two individuals, but there was one called uh, the Objective Leeds fan who said, watching James and Gray on the right against the low block will be the death of me. Neither are ever going to take a man on. <laughs> I mean... Oh, my God. Just on Dan James, what about that ball when he actually played it into into uh, Bamford and Bamford just left it? And this is when it led to the chip. Dan James just fucking ran round, collected the ball. He did not. And then literally a couple of inches and he was he was celebrating a wonder goal. Yeah, it was good, that one. It it was good. It was. He played on to his own through ball, didn't he? Bless him. Yeah. But to say that James and Gray are never going to take a man on, that just that's astounding to me. It really is. I can see where um, he's coming from with James because he's not the most technical, is he? But but by fuck, he can run and he can just knock yeah. it past them, you know. And and that that's all you need. As soon as Dan James, I mean, it's not just about that. That's not part of his game as a winger, you know. He likes to get stuck in. I mean, we saw it against Cardiff when he closed them two defenders down, and then they ended up on their ass and they were away with ball. That's 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 what his attribute is: his speed and he's and he's and he's he's just a tenacious little shit, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he he's is. Like he defends and like, in attack, and that's what's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. He's like a frigging rapid bloody dog just chasing the ball everywhere. He's like, <laughs> and, he's, and he's fucking running like fuck, and then he's chasing that keeper, and then he's off again. And you know, it's just brilliant. Where the frigging hell does he get all his energy from? Book knows. So the knows. player of the season has just ended it. And Purdue and Other both drew on thirty percent. So Other is pretty much everyone else in the team. Um, <laughs> Somerville got twenty five percent, and then Gray with twelve. So that's that one. Ah, I'm going right. to also do a quick poll now. Oh, people won't be upset room. when Gray leaves. <laughs> Only twelve percent of fans will be upset. I don't think that was the question, was it? No, no, no. Just no, it's fine. Stop trying to make him feel bad because you didn't. You work shit out. Yeah, yeah, I know. Fuck all. We, we all know that. You shit out. Um, did you say you're going to put another one up, Luke? Yeah, just going to do the shit take of the week. See who's, who's is the biggest right. shit take. Um, cool. Um, I'm just going to spin through some comments while you get that going. Then go for it. Um, Chris Frost says, uh, "Chris Frost says, evening, lads. Are you all going tomorrow night? I'm taking my little lad with me to tomorrow. Are, are we all there? Ah, I'm not. You're not making the journey. Up. It's weekend. a long way for I'm you on a on a on a midweek fixture, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Uh, so yes, I shall be there. Um, I can't remember where I'm sat. I might in, I might be in cheese with him. Um, but uh, yeah, I will be there. Um." Andy says the way they shit house that game makes the win so much sweeter. Can't argue with that one. <coughs> uh, Paul Brendan in the house. It was just he served up against Preston. What a bunch of thugs. If that was 25 years ago, we sort of we could have sorted these jokers out. Thugs. <laughs> thugs. He is a scholar of emojis, isn't he, Paul? I love it. He is. He loves it. He absolutely he loves, loves it. Uh, Jonathan Brook, Preston are the dirtiest team I've ever seen at Elland Road, and I've been going since the mid-90s. Wow, surely Leeds thing. used to be Leeds used to be dirtiest team at Ellen Road. Oh surely. no, yeah, but you, you, you can't look at Aren't that, you can you? <laughs> um, as much as that ref was a wank stain of a clown, give me that type of game over any game involving VAR any day from Johnny Brown, yeah, who's yeah. young and was at the game again, so still got his hundred percent record. Agent Alfie, so, yeah, Alfie. we keep that going. Yeah, is Johnny there on? Uh, is Johnny there tomorrow? Is he? That's why we say, I think, isn't it? Me and Agent Alfie. Oh, Alfred's right, there. okay. Yeah, cool. Uh, Chris, I'm guessing Gillette. The ref could have made that game more of a football the match. I had no control over 
No control Sorry, over what was happening. Only good thing he did was give us a blatant pen. Is it Gillette or is it Julie? Yes, Julie. Gillette. <laughs> I used to get that sometimes at football rather than Gillette. <laughs> give me some shit. Julie. Julie and his chinos. I used to I used to get minge. <laughs> ah, right, okay. From your name. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, took, it took me a while. I no, used no, to get no, ninja yeah, yeah. was all I had then. My rugby coach used to shout. Honestly, I'd be running. <laughs> running I'd be running still, I'm going to say we're still live. <laughs> I'm a rugby Fuck coach. You know. I used ninja. to get minge. I used to get loads of minge, me. And because my name's surname <laughs> quite unusual, and not, uh, 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 he used to change the spelling of it in the... In, in, in the Wake Express or whatever, when when it scored or whatever, you, and it, you, honestly, there was some absolutely wild shit going around. I'm trying to find dig some of them out, man. The funniest fuck. Uh, Danny Rums is in the house as well. It's the first time since the '69 to '70 we've had three attacking players on double figures before March. There's a stat. Nice, like that one. Uh, Mr. Dodo's that- with us, but Luke, you're supposed to be moaning mm. that we haven't signed a full eleven to replace our team. That's what Twitter tells us, right? Mm. Fuck Twitter. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, Smarty, I spoke over you then, pal. That's no, fine. I were agreeing. I was saying that. All right. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, 49 bastards. is our professional people. That's Jammy. Uh, talking about the signings, I suspect. Uh, Paul Brennan again. Willie apparently is staying. That might be down to Somerville. Possibly staying. Stay till the end of the summer. Leeds offering a new contract. Has anybody heard anything about that? Just what Phil Hayes put out, I think, and yeah. um, various other other um, people close to Leeds United. I, I'm all for it. I don't think it's as important as we think. I think it'll probably, I, I think it'll probably include release clauses if we don't get promoted and whatever else to, to allow him to uh, to move on. If uh, it'll probably put up his wages a little bit because obviously he came in on relatively low wages as, as a 21s player or 23s. I think he might have been even back then. Um, Obviously made an impact last season. Um, hasn't had a new contract since, so we'll probably just put him in line with other other players around his calibre and age, uh, and probably insert a, a clause or two in there to allow him to spread his wings if we don't get promoted. Which is fair, you know. I, I think yeah. from a, a club stance and from a player stance, it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't think he's uh, got this window, do you? Well, not if he's given a new contract. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't suspect so. And, um. I, 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 I don't think he would anyway, to be honest. I think, um, you know, I think we're, we're in a position where we've got a settled um, side, but he's part of a settled side coming from the bench. So, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think he goes anywhere this window for me. Uh, Nige says, 49ers can't make the same mistakes as the previous regime. Think all's okay now, then Firpo, Byram and Bamford all get injured in February. Defensive recruitment's needed. I think we all said about... Um, at least one defender, more a left back than anything else, but somebody that can play right sided as well if it comes to it. Not like Spence, who was just lost when he was trying to do anything with his left, wasn't he? Yeah. Always he cut back his, in on his right. He made his, he made his debut, <clears throat> played 90 minutes at left wing back the other night for. Is it, Did he? Is it, who's he gone to? Elche. Genoa. Oh, Genoa, sorry. Genoa, yeah, yeah. Genoa. Don't know. Don't yeah, Genoa, because they, they Spurs signed the. Uh, the uh, that's right, Romanian, yeah. Romanian centre back. Yeah, good luck with that name. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think that I, I think that is fair um, on the basis that we know that we've got injury prone players that are playing at the moment. So you know, there's going to be some changes and moves yeah. as, as we go through the season. There's a lot of games in this league. 
Um, leads out. Did you say this to Kev? Do you think Nonto signs new deal and then goes out on loan? I think we've probably just answered that. I, I don't think it goes out on loan. You guys think it would go anywhere? Mm. No, I think I think I think we're all right this season. I think he's he's going to give us till the end of this season. Uh, he's going to have an improved salary um, to to push him. Probably some bonuses as well, based on promotion. Um, but also the clauses we spoke about. So I can't really see it. If he's really that unhappy, we would have probably heard about it by now through through um, through uh, Farker and his. Um, Press conferences as we did with. He doesn't turn to all back, does he? Nah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, and Johnny Brown says Alfie said hi. Um, hi I Alfie. did have another comment. Hello. Hi Alfie. Thank you for attending and getting us three points. If you make it to thirty-five undefeated at home, your dad's going to have to buy you some sort of present, and you heard it from us first. I'll buy you a so, pint, Johnny. Johnny, and this isn't like no fucking fruit shoots or like a a, a, a load of fucking Capri Suns or something. A proper nice present for him, Johnny. Like a nice shirt or something. There you go. Not a guitar. No. It's his brother who plays <laughs> the guitar. Yeah, yeah it's well, yeah, it's... yeah but you, you want you want to get them all into it. If Lennon, you can, Lennon's the guitarist, isn't it? Um, I actually can't find it now, but the last comment I, well, it was the uh, third to last comment I had was uh from Carl and uh Carl McMichael, not Carl Pod Dodger. It was to do with um, FFP, wasn't it? It was, but I unstarred it before showing it, which is just a, a, a schoolboy. The point was that it was just going to be dictated by. Yeah. I'll have a flick through so if I can find it for you. Well, no, uh, that's it, all it was. It was uh, okay. Leeds business will be dictated by FFP. I think was the point you were making. Yeah. So moving on, then um, we've talked about the fact that we've had no real incomings. We've talked about um, the the Preston um, game and the lineup that we had. Um, Smart, I'll come to you first. Do you see any major changes coming for in the lineup for the Norwich game? Nope. You don't change a winning squad. A winning squad? Well, yeah. <laughs> a winning team. Bench, can keep the bench the same as well. Keep everything as it is. Don't change <laughs> yeah, anything. Everything's, everything's the same. Nothing ever, unless someone gets injured. Yeah, that, that is basically how I, you know, that's my mantra. You don't change a winning team at all. You know, um, there's plenty of time to make changes at the weekend, but it's absolutely crucial that we uh, make the best of it tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, I would play the same team tomorrow. And Luke? Yeah, pretty much pretty much unanimous with that, mate. Um, can't see how you can drop any of them, really. Um, nobody's looking that leggy. Ampadu doing a solid job in there at centre-back. Uh, great to see him and, and Gruev interchanging as well at times. When, Gruev, when, when Ampadu feels like bringing it out from the back, you see Gruev drop in there. Um, which is something we didn't see that much with with Ampadu and, and Pascal. Although Pascal was bringing it out, Ampadu still sort of stuck. And did, although he dropped a little bit deeper, he didn't sort of sit back into centre-back. Um, in terms of attacking options, how can you drop Dan James? How can you drop um, Rutter or Somerville? You can't. Don't really have another option for Bamford, but I still think he deserves to be played anyway. So, yeah, same starting eleven for me. Um, happy with that. So to play that back to so I I agree as well. Um, do you expect some significant changes in the Plymouth game? Yes, in the cup. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think we'll see some more fringe players get some minutes. Yeah, no general consensus there is no no changes in the league game. Changes in the cup game. Absolutely, yeah, whatever that might end up being. I think I think that might be dictated by some of the players coming back. Um, you know, for, um, 
Uh, Nonto had a hip issue, didn't he? Um, so wasn't fully fit. So he might he start like if he's if he does. He not like him. Hippies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, does yeah. Like okay. <laughs> might not like right. hippies. Who does like hippies? Anyway, um, yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> <you> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah, we will we will I think we will see some of the players. Yeah, I think um Pirot probably starts in the cup. Um I don't think he'll start in the in the Norwich game, but I think he'll start in I'd the like to see Pirot we'll in, in the number nine. I'd yeah, like I think we all would in the especially nine. with how well Ruta's done at ten, which I think we all suspected he would. Um but, but given that cup. Perveda. Yeah, but at least Pirot get a chance at nine, where we've not seen him yet. Uh, he's kind of played a false nine, aren't he, rather than being an actual nine. What are your nine, thoughts on Perveda? He's too hot and cold, isn't he? he, 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 he he's he, not old. He's, he's lukewarm for me. He's not even. He doesn't even get hot. I've never been that impressed by any performance from him ever. I don't think. Is he a Tyler Roberts? He always looks Could like be. he might be about to do something good, but actually never, never produces anything. When you watch the kid warm up, you think, "Fucking hell, this lad." When you look at his bloody CV. You know, you, all the clubs that he's been at, he's been at Man City, <laughs> Arsenal, Barcelona. Barca. You know, you, you know, you think Christ on a bike, and he's ended up on a, with us in Championship. You know, and, and then, but when you actually see him, he, he runs around a lot, but doesn't seem to contribute a right lot. Or maybe it's just me. I don't know. Trains but like Tars and plays like Jane. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't really. If if he went tomorrow, I'd be like, right, cheers, all the best, see you, bye. I won't be. I would not give two shits. He just really doesn't. He doesn't do well for me. I'm afraid. Fair enough. Mm. I, I I I quite rate him. Although I quite rate him on the wings. Um, I, I don't. Mm. I think we've only seen him at ten a couple of times, haven't we? So it, may, it might be an interesting one. But I, for me, I would like to see Piro up front, and yeah. let's just see how he gets on. Let's give him an opportunity. I think we've all looked at. He's quite got quite a languid style. He he he, he does arrive late in the box, playing the nine's a different role. Um, can he do it? Well, we'll know when we get to see him. Um, so, yeah, yeah I, I would like to see him given an opportunity. Um, so, just to come on to the Norwich predictions then. Um, so, as is usual, we go uh, in league place in order. Uh, so, I'm going to go first and it will be a surprise to nobody at all that I'm going to go 3-1. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Which has been my prediction for the. I've I've only been one off for ages because we keep winning three nil. <laughs> um, yeah. Luke, you're next in the league. Two nil. Two no, clean sheet. Yeah. Wow. Smart. Mm, I'm going three nil. Woof. Two nil. No, I'm joking. Hey, <laughs> uh, you're, you're getting ahead of yourselves in the comments. We've got to give you the on your marks get set. Go before you start giving the fucking comments. They're already in. Um, I am going to take. There, I, I am going to take one. However, John uh, Garside had the last one, so I'm going to take the next one just to share it around a bit. Which is Paul Brennan, as as I read the comments, and that would be a yeah. Leeds two-one win. Leeds. <laughs> Um and uh, Scooby Doo. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and yeah, so um, I think now I am going to pass over to you, Luke, for a bit oh, yeah. of a special thing. So, okay. Just let me get it. Two seconds. I managed to find it. It, it is new. It is not worn. The nipple marks. I managed to find real. it. So it's not this one. I've had, I've had this on for a reason. But um, <laughs> instead of the start of the season, that once our man Joel. Get out it, bag lad. Get out it, bag. Get it out. Once our man Joel gets to uh, wave it around a bit, fuck it off, isn't it? Cast bag. Let's to. I'm not going to be able to fold it very well. So whoever does win this, I, I do apologise. But um, our man once <laughs> our screwed man screwed up in a bag. <laughs> once our man Joel Pirot got to ten league goals, we said we'd give that shirt away uh, right at the start of the season. He he did that at the weekend with his uh, match winning penalty. Um, so what I am going to do is load up the Twitter picker. That's what it's called. It is actually called the Twitter picker. Um, and I mean, uh, we're going to do this live. Comments, we could we could let Luke wear it if that's your if that's your bag. You know, it's the same one. I mean, I can yeah. And then can, not wash it. It can. I can yeah, walk can on it with dirty feet and that if you like. And go, an extra <laughs> go, go take Jim in it and then and then package it up straight away. Just wipe his hairy toes um, across the collar. So I'm just gonna, hey, I I'm tell just you gonna what, this... Jam, Jammy's going to be buying it off of whoever wins Jammy, it, if that's the case. Right. Flooding <laughs> I'll give you $1,000 now. <laughs> so good luck to everybody who has entered. Um, and just bear with me two seconds. I'm going to add this to the stage, and you can see that it's all done randomly. We've got it loaded up. The tweet's loaded up. And I think if I just click entries there, we can see everybody's just loaded in. And then we do draw. And then we begin the draw, and we have a winner, John underscore underscore Carney. Um, right, so I, I was well slightly done. nervous, as I said uh, in the build-up to this, that it was going to end up being a pawn bot that won. I suspect <laughs> John Carney is not a pawn bot, but let's just double check. Pawn bot. No, it it it, it looks legit. Uh, it looks legit. Well it looks a Leeds fan, and uh, well well done to John Carney. Well done, John the pawn bot Carney. <laughs> he's got a double underscore in his name. I wonder what that means. Or is it just how he's set it up? I suppose it's how he's set it up. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, maybe. Maybe there's already a John underscore, underscore already it? gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So the, well done, um, John. We'll get in touch, and I will uh, get that posted out to you at some point this week. Uh, and might have it in time for the Plymouth game at the weekend with any luck. Nice one. Congratulations, pal. Um, so we've only got one thing to cover off, but um, I'll come to each of you. Anything else to add before we bring it to a close? Nothing. Sorry, uh, I, was just trying to work out. <laughs> I was trying to work what out. What is thinking at then? Um, I, I could smell it. Else, while uh, anything, anything else to add? Oh, just the uh, just that the recent uh, supercomputer uh, that we that, ah, that's yeah. been done since since the game last night. I haven't got the the. the um, the graphic, unfortunately, but there was the supercomputer did a recalculation last night after the Ipswich and uh, Leicester game, and it's still actually bizarrely and mentally still has us finishing second on the same amount of points as Ipswich, but going up automatically on goal difference. So, if you believe in supercomputers and octopuses and all that that can pick all different results, then uh, then hey, get a bet on Leeds to get automatically promoted. Does it have, um, does it have Leicester as first still? Sorry. Yes, it still has Leicester. Oh, I can't it, yeah. remember what they finished on. Over 100 points, if you remember rightly, though. And it was on 92 with... Um, Joint with Ipswich, but ahead on goal difference, Ipswich, on goal difference, yeah. 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 
Um, and just the last thing from me before we get on to just one thing that we've got in the brand is um, uh, on this day in 1960, um, a, a certain Billy Bremner made his first of 772 appearances for the club. What a guy. Um, and just the last thing to mention is um, for Andy's Man Club. So the walk and talk was on Sunday, so we've missed that one. Uh, but there is a pool night at Northern Snooker uh, starting at 6.30pm on Friday the 26th. That's uh, Friday coming. Um, and they do ask for small donations to the tables, but it's not essential. Uh, and Sunday the 28th, uh, Barber Club at W2 Barbers on Easterly Road, 11am to 3pm. Come down, get your hair cut, or just have a chat. Pay as you feel. All proceeds go to Andy's Man Club. Aye. Cool. We should, right. we should go on one of them walks. Well, you say that. Because come March, we are. That's true. That is true. <laughs> so it'd be good training. I've already started training for it. Good practice for it. I think <laughs> I might have to pull out. That was why. Because I can't walk. I mean, that is that is a, a significant inhibitor for a walk. Fun, fundamental requirement. Yeah. <laughs> I can't put one foot in front of the other. Even with, and I can do it, but I don't think I'll be able to do it for that far. So, yeah, I'm probably going to do 17 miles. Yeah. Yeah, no, right. that'd be appreciated. Gonna, no, obviously you've gotta, you've, you've still got to come. So what we're going to have to do is get you one of them little mobility scooters or something <laughs> just so you're there because you are not fucking shitting out of this one. <laughs> You are coming. Well, so so even, if I, night. even if I have to fucking carry you around, fucking carry you shoulders. Actually, you could you could put a crate on back of his mobility scooter as well. We can oh, just have be some awesome, beers man. all the way around. That'd be a good idea, wouldn't mattered. it? <laughs> yeah. Stick him in a wheelbarrow and just wheel him around. And, <laughs> just pissed up in a wheelbarrow. Penny foot Luke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, and on that really weird note, I mean, not as weird as making camel and llama noises. No. What? What? Don't forget to like and subscribe. Like and subscribe and do all of that jazz and all yeah, of that shit and go retweet all, all of the stuff and give us all of them stuff. And yeah. if you go and comment on anything that's to do with us, then it, it helps our ratios for people, other people finding us. Even if you go, these losers are a bunch of shithouses. Check out these dickheads. Stuff. They don't know yeah. a fucking clue what they're talking about. That's it. That that's that's our tagline. Um, yeah. So cool. I used Last to get binge. <laughs> Fuck you, Mel. <laughs> <laughs>
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening to another Auto Better podcast, the Independent Legion United podcast. You can engage with us via our socials on YouTube and Twitter at the address at Auto Better with your thoughts on the show or subjects you'd like us to discuss. You can even join us live and have your say while we're recording on our YouTube channel for the main weekly show and the Barati and Coke after match podcasts. We have three years' worth of content you can listen back to, from interviews with former Leeds players and managers to Hollywood stars. Maybe choose carefully which match reviews to check out, though. Remember to subscribe on whichever app you choose to follow us on.